Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Hey everyone, this is Liza and I'm bringing to you part two of our special episode. It's our little uh, trip to LA that Emma and I took and we got to do some great interviews. Hopefully you listened to the first one with Colin at the Honda Museum. That was really cool. So we continue with our special interviews from our trip to LA. Emma and I headed over to Colton, California, where we were enrolled in a dirt training class at the Honda Rider Education Center. We were expecting a full parking lot and young boys running around nervously excited, but what we were met with instead was an empty parking lot and a nice man welcoming us into the building. We must be early, I thought, uh, but soon realized that instead... We had the whole facility to ourselves, and our instructor was the head of the school. My name is June Villegas, and I work for the Honda, American Honda, and we are in Colton, California at the Ryder Education Center for American Honda. He is a really great guy. Shout out to June. So we were going to get the full treatment, and we were ready to go. To begin the day, we were sent into the gear room that was full of everything you need. We were greeted with straight rows of racks that had shirts, pants, boots, helmets, gloves, goggles, and armor. Everything was Troy Lee Designs Honda branded, and it looked brand new. Everything was in order of size, as if an employee of the Gap was waiting in the wings to straighten as soon as we were done. Our instructor, June, led us to the dirt track and started the morning with basic instructions. This class is designed for new riders, many of whom are kids, so everything is well explained, but also fun. After covering the basics, we were led on a walk of the ground so we could see firsthand what we would be tackling. But there was more to learn than just technique, and that's one of the things I really enjoyed about this class. I discovered there were things I was yet to learn, So let's listen in now as we continue our walk with June. We had other people in the class because part of this class is learning from the other riders and you guys, especially with the mechanic part, it helps a lot because they have a lot of questions about the bike and how they run and why they run. I'm very interested in looking at what we're riding. Is is that, are those California spec bikes? Yes, they are. They are, okay. California spec bikes. So this is where I start the class. This is the beginning of our trail system here. Okay. And I start off at this side. Cut so people can see it. So we have signs like this that's uh, all over through the trail system and it's exactly what you would see out in the right. Forest Service. So I'll start with the kids and ask them, you know, what's allowed on this trail? And they'll say four by fours, ATVs and dirt bikes. And then I'll ask him, so um, Emma, what do you think these things are? Okay, so let me see. Um, underneath the Jeep, we've got diamond shapes with squiggly lines in. Ooh, What's that mean? Oh, that's a very, very good question. What Electric color are vehicles the diamonds? Only, um... Electric vehicles only. <laughs> Is that right, Emma? That lies, it's black Eliza. black diamond. That means skilled or difficult. Abs- oh, I absolutely. See. Okay. So this follows similar to what you will see out on the ski runs. Mm-hmm. So the black diamond with big jaggedy lines there. It's very difficult. Okay. How about this? What's that? Well, it is. It's a green circle with a wavy white line going through it. So what do you um, think that would? Easy trail yep. for ATV riders. Cool. Easy trails for all of these all of these vehicles. Okay. How about this right here? So what we've got is a blue square again with a white squiggly line in it. Um, intermediate. Absolutely. Perhaps. Oh, well, there you go. So black diamond, hot, uh, difficult, green circle, easy, easy. And then the blue square is the, is an intermediate. Right. And then what do you think this means here? These stickers. 2W07. That is a good question. Um, w may be west. Um, is it two-way? Good guess. 
it's two-way. But so, that really doesn't have anything to do whether it's two-way or not. It's just the trail name, w, uh, 2W07. So if you are out on the mountains and you were riding on a trail and you saw w, 2W07 and you're riding around and you get lost and you're trying to figure your way back out, right. you're looking for that same trail number. So what you're saying is as a beginner rider, and say you're going to Hollister Hills, yep. which is our local course, it's always sensible, have a map. Have a map of the course. At the very so, least. Exactly, so you know where you are. So if you get lost, if you can find your way to a sign, then you, you can kind of figure out about where you are and what direction Absolutely. you need to go in. Awesome. And one thing that we've learned at Hollister, just because it has a black diamond, doesn't mean that the entire trailway is going to be expert, but it means that there may be Sections. a section mm -hmm. that is going to be expert. So you might start off going, oh, this isn't so bad. Wait for it. And it, it's there Great for point. a reason. There's, mm -hmm. there's a couple of things that we'll talk to you mm -hmm. guys about that. So we're going through here. This is a grassland section. And it's cool because we've got lots of animals here. We have coyotes even riding here. Um, I'll show you a skunk den. <laughs> We've got our native skunk underneath this big rock there. Oh god. It's in there oh. sometimes. It goes oh. in. Oh I thought the sauce. Yeah, oh yeah. In, yeah. in this rock right there. Nice. This is an amazing little it's it's like we're in the countryside. The only thing that gives it away <laughs> is this brick wall rise. and the big old big old tower behind it. Yeah. But if it wasn't for that, we yeah. we could be in in the grassland anywhere in California. And then another thing that we try to teach is when you're riding on trails, if you're going down this path, going that way, what, what side of the trail do you want to be on? Well, I'm, I'm gathering if we follow the same rules of the rules of the road, you want to be towards the right side of the trail Ooh. on a two-way trail. Good, Emma. So why is that? Well, because you might encounter people coming the other way. And also... Um, it's, it's going to give you a little more visibility of people coming around the corner towards you. So what would you suggest if we were coming down this trail? Where do you want to start and where do you want to end? Oh, so if we're talking about a racing line, we want the maximum amount of visibility. So we're, we're coming to an easy ride, but visibility is restricted and I'm on the right yep. side of the trail. I'd move to the left and immediately I can see further on. And then I'd want to hit the apex about where that bush is. <laughs> just clipping the right hand side nice that's and it we, we learned that um at our yosemite adventure when jim okay. was riding up a hill on the right side around a turn didn't know that there was somebody coming down the hill there was a drop off on the outside so they were riding on the inside because they felt safer right. and there was a horrible front end collision oh. between the two and I suppose that's the one thing. I mean, we'd like to presume that everybody else on the trail is on the same page, mm -hmm. but sometimes they're not. So, you know, the, the same usual rules apply. Try not to go faster than you can see. Yes. Well, and, and the, the takeaway here too, everyone was wearing proper gear and so everybody walked walk away. away. That's amazing. So this is where we stop and this is where we ask the question, looking at this sign. Mm. Which way would you go if you were a beginner rider? As, uh, as a complete beginner on dirt, this is the sort of thing that terrifies me, is being in a position where there's multiple trails. Which one should I take? Yep. So this has made things very, very easy for me. It looks like if I go to the left, it's going to be a more difficult. Mm -hmm. We've got... Um, Again, it shows motorcycle and ATV. There's going to be no four-wheelers, which is great, but more difficult is to the left and, and easiest is to the right. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. Good deal. And then this is where I take, uh, t take a stop and tell them about this little bugger here and why we want to wash our motorcycles uh, after every ride. Right. This is called a coyote brush, and this I, we left this on purpose. Um, but it's an invasive weed. Okay. So if you get this on your wheel and stuck underneath your motorcycle and you don't wash your motorcycle, other, you know, you wash it for maintenance to look right. at things that's going wrong. And for these things, um, the, this coyote brush, this thing was all taken over with coyote brush all the way up to here. And it was starting to take over the vegetation in this area. So uh, one of the lessons we try to teach kids is always, always go through your brush, not only for maintenance, but to keep from 
uh, pollinating other areas with with uh, seeds, Strong invasive woods. weeds. Yeah, good to know. Good info. Cool. I've so never, let's never consider that. Let's go this way. All right, down the. Oh, we're going to take the more difficult. difficult more terrain. difficult terrain. Still intermediate though, which is great. We haven't encountered that black diamond. Oh, there's the black diamond! Uh, so what do you see here? Emma's seeing the black diamond. So immediately we've got another choice. Yep. If we go straight ahead, it's the most difficult. It's the black diamond with the jagged line through it. Conversely, if we want a slightly easier trail, the easiest trail, we're going to veer to the left, and it, it's pretty well signposted. And this is absolutely typical of the kind of signs that people are going to see on OHV trails in California. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So we've got this. We won't do this today. Um, like I've got a down tree. But what, if we were to go down this trail and up again, what were some things that you want to do as a rider to be able to successfully manage? Well, I should I should think firstly speed control is crucial. I mean, you don't want to hit it too hard. But what I'm seeing is quite a severe drop off. Mm -hmm. So just trying to think it through and bear in mind I'm not a dirt bike rider. Sure. I know the answer. I know so the answer. I'd want to shift my weight back away from the front end so when I go down the front end doesn't dig in and okay. tip me over. So shift my weight back and I'd probably approach it in three stages i'd shift my weight back and drop myself into the center okay. that's a bike length i'd just catch my breath and then i'd attempt to go up on the other side and again you want weight shifted to the back to help the front wheel raise over the obstacle on the other side but you don't want it too far back because you don't want to go <laughs> over backwards yes. so it'd be a kind of back get the wheel up and then forward when the front wheel is over, but still a little bit of weight on the back to get your traction, yep. to get yourself up and over. Does that sound reasonable? That sounds reasonable. Liza, uh, did she? Well, we've got about a, a six foot little, like, like it's, it's a it's, gully, it's isn't six, it? Almost, gully, yeah. Six feet wide and it's about a foot or two deep. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna pack up some dirt here. I'm gonna go full Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Oh, we just leap it with the dust underneath. Sending I'm, it, huh? I'm thinking you're sending it. Uh, you get that front wheel up in the air. Get it to clear the second obstacle. You're gold. But uh, that's no. very responsible, Liza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, if because I am a cautious rider, I'm going slow. So it's going to be standing on the pegs. Nice. Butt back as far as it Good. can go. Okay. Blip the throttle a little bit. Yep. Just to get the weight off the front drop down in and then again blip the throttle get the wheel back up and over perfect blip 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 yeah you see in the dirt bike rider yes not dirt bike rider so Some the fear is there but the execution yes. is the thing i've got to work on now what would actually happen you'd fall off. i'm gonna go down this i'm gonna yell because my feet are going to come off the pegs <laughs> then my front wheel is going to hit that rock on the other side and i'm going down hard and then there will be blood and then i'm just going to sit there and wait for jim to come pick the bike up off my leg that's right but the good news is i fall well so okay. i'll just get back up and keep going i i i predict tears from liza <laughs> we will avoid this but okay. those yeah. are great points that you guys made okay very good oh. i'm not even stable in my boat. oh my god i, I should say um well, the first thing that we did, they came, we came in here and they have a, a gear room. And that's one thing that's amazing. Not only do you provide the bikes, you provide the gear. So we are head to toe in Troy Lee Designs, Honda, pants, pads, boots, helmets, shirts, goggles, everything. It looks like Ken Roxon out there. Yeah. And you know, this is, um, I actually uh, mentioned this to June. This is what's telling, this is it's got factory clout behind it because this isn't nasty gear um this is brand new gear um we're wearing brand new boots brand new pants brand new jersey if it's been worn before it shows no sign of it everything is scrupulously clean there's no tears or repairs on any of this gear and the helmets look absolutely brand new plus i know knock would approve of the boots because they sound like this <laughs> Yes. Well, Mark, Knock manages to make noises like that without boots. <laughs> yes, true. Good point. All right. So this is the entrance to the riparian part, but we're going to go up here towards the woodland. Again, how would you approach this corner here? 
Okay, so I want maximum visibility through the corner. So it's a right-hand corner. There's a rock, yep. which I need to be mindful of. So what I'm gonna do at the entrance to the corner, I'm gonna kind of get myself nice. over, I'm gonna hug this side, and I can tell if I stand to the right, my visibility is blocked yep. pretty much by this bush. Just by moving over, I can see a good 10 feet more down the trail. So I wanna get that visibility. It's not just for people coming, it, it gets me a visual on the corner so I can kind of decide how I'm gonna set myself up for the corner. So I'm hugging the left and I'm gonna make a straight line out of a corner. Perfect. So the apex, which is right here, I'm going to be riding this muddy patch. Yep. And if I don't get muddy today, there'll be tears from Emma. Actually, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to stomp on my rear brake. <laughs> I'm going to slide the rear wheel around so that I can help turn the bike into the turn. Oh, Dukes of so we can go through there if you want to get muddy. Oh, yes, please! We've got water. <laughs> Me and Mud are not friends. You're not friends. No. <laughs> so this is the highest point of the trail system here. So here's a silly question. Do you have gardeners? We do. Yeah. We have uh, we have folks that will come in here and, and I have a guy that comes in uh, that works every day. So when he has time, he'll come out here and try to manage some stuff. Broken sprinklers, there's lots of stuff that breaks because of the age. So we'll... Uh, so um, this is quite a drop off. I'm guessing what, it drops about 20 feet? Is that yeah, about right? Yeah. It's a 20 foot drop. It's in quite a short spot. That's not the problem. What I'm seeing at the bottom, there's a rock garden at the bottom, and every <laughs> a single boulder rock, garden. A boulder garden. Every single boulder is cr perfectly designed to smash up Emma. So we want to actually avoid it. So we're going to go down this steep 20 foot drop, and we have to turn either right or left at the bottom. And it's quite a tight turn. So I should imagine going down this Dukes of Hazard style, it's not going to work for Liza as the more cautious one little bit stay off the front brake because it looks like i'd wash Absolutely. out on that shift down a gear use the engine braking just feathering the rear brake maybe getting the back end stepping out a little bit manage that speed control and then avoid the rock garden and pain and heartache now liza had a good point what do you want to do here too liza you want to stick that rear butt back as far as you can. Get traction yes. on the rear wheel. Okay. Also, you didn't mention, we're looking down into the dreaded sand pit. Mm -hmm. I also hate sand. Sand and mud. But I know that these are things that with proper technique I'll be more comfortable Absolutely. with. And that's one of the things I'm looking forward to here. And, you know, something I want to point out. Just this glorious place that is California. We're surrounded by hummingbirds. Yeah. And I can't think of anywhere else in the world where we're walking around a dirt bike track and everywhere I look, there's hummingbirds. It's, it's wonderful. I tell my kids, the only thing that we're missing in California are lightning bugs, fireflies. Yeah. If yes. we had fireflies, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Where, where are you from? Oh, I, well, I grew up in California, okay. but I've been to Kansas and ah, Nebraska. You've experienced. Yeah. We go to um, AMA Vintage Days mm. in Ohio, and everyone thinks I'm ridiculous because as soon as the, the lightning bugs come it. out, I turn into a child. I love it. Start running around <laughs> chasing them, and they're all drinking their beers going, you're an idiot. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> so, oh, we're going down the slope. No, we're not. No, we're going nope. to oh. take that. No, we're we'll not. We'll try to do that later today. Yeah, thanks. So this would, this would be the hill climb. Alright, so we are heading into our chaparral area. So chaparral dry brush. Dry brush in this area here. Okay, so here we go. We we're again with one of our yeah, again with one of our uh, infamous <laughs> signs. Most difficult, straight ahead, easiest, bear to the left. Um, now again, as a novice rider. I'm kind of confused here because I've actually got, yeah, I've got quite a few choices. I could turn hard right. I could go sort of straight mm -hmm. ahead, bearing to the right, which is over a bridge, which looks pretty easy, but says it's most difficult. Strictly speaking, straight ahead looks okay, but I'm seeing kind of some water. Muddy water over there. And then there's a fourth trail all the way over to the left 
So if I'm interpreting this right, and I maybe I may not be, the easiest trail is going to be heading over far left. Yep. These two in the middle, they're kind of tricky. Yep. Um, and don't even bother with a hard right because you're going the wrong way. Yes. Is that about right? That's exactly correct. But you were mentioning like this bridge looks pretty easy. It looks. It looks kind of difficult after the bridge though. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a steep why... uphill. Why is it right? Okay, so, so now we've got now again we've got it's not quite twenty maybe it is twenty feet. It's quite a raise, but we we're going uphill in quite a short space mm -hmm. of time. And, the, and yeah. I'm looking at the terrain. And the terrain is loose. Yeah, it's not smooth. Um, traction's going to be absolutely everything yeah. here. But you see, here's the thing that I need to think about. I don't want to shift too much of my weight far back because I don't want the front wheel mm -hmm. to come up and lose control. But conversely, I need to maintain some kind of traction here. So it's it's like a balance, and I fear I don't have the skills to do that yet, which no. is where you come in. We will get you those skills. This you will be a, comfortable with this part. This is lean forward, go hard. Carry your oh. momentum. But what do Ooh. we see here? Ooh. Ah. <laughs> I this don't like fun. this at all. These are wooden steps going down. They look like ancient wooden <laughs> steps. Um, it's absolutely terrifying because now we're going down 20 feet and the steps are maybe three feet apart and there's quite a drop off. There's These are railroad ties and, and, and large there's stones. Railroad ties, large stones. The large stones are uneven. There's everything that's going <laughs> to knock off your balance. And I'm going to say, actually, this looks fun to me. It looks are deceiving. It's not that steep of a slope. And you have enough runway at the end to regain control if you feel out of control. It's just going to be bumpy. So if you're following the technique of put your butt back and uh, ride the brakes a little bit, get your, up on your feet, you're going to be fine. Okay. Yes. All right, this very is, good. This is really a fun one. The biggest thing with students is they get caught up with yeah. this and they're focusing on this and then they forget that they have to make a right or a left turn and they end up going towards that tree. So look at look way ahead. You're Like Eliza says, the motorcycle will, will do its job. As long mm -hmm. as you're standing up, let the motorcycle absorb everything and then we'll either choose left or right to continue. I'll Very take good. this over a deep rut any day. Oh, we got to show you how to do the deep oh. ruts too. They're easy. <laughs> so now we're walking back over to the bikes. I'm kind, I'm kind of getting nervous. <laughs> you should be, they got you on. This is a real dirt bike, Emma. So what bikes are you putting us on? So uh, Liza, you will be on a 230F. Yeah. And then Emma is on a 125 big wheel. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. 230F. 230F. 230F and I'm on a big wheel 125, which is a great start for me. After the walkthrough, we were introduced to our bikes. This is where many people learn gas, brake, clutch for the first time. But we were able to skip this and go straight to dirt technique. It was fascinating to watch Emma, such an experienced street rider, knowing that she would have to throw away everything she knows and learn a completely new way to ride. And this is why I recommend that everyone take a dirt bike lesson. It gives you completely new tools to use on the street that you didn't know you needed. I have found myself riding and feeling the rear tire slide out on loose gravel in a turn. This used to freak me out and my body would react by going completely rigid. But since riding dirt, I've had this situation happen and was surprised that my body reacted instead by keeping upright and loose and letting my hips shoot out with the bike until the tire got traction again. Emma listened to everything he said and followed June's instruction to the T. And once we completed the exercise, it was time to hit the trails we had walked before. Emma did absolutely brilliant and got faster and faster each go round. June is such a good teacher that she put her complete trust in him and the technique. We went inside to clean up, get some drinks, and sit down with June to learn more about the training center and its history. I'm a little more subdued. You're a little more subdued. Um, June is all smiles. <laughs> and, um, there is reason. There's a reason for all this behavior. 
God, I think I've used leg muscles that I didn't know existed. <laughs> and um, how are you feeling, Liza? A little sweaty. Yes, yeah, you're definitely yeah, moist. No, I was um, reminded of a technique that I've been told, but to put all the pieces together, there's so many things to concentrate on your your feet and your elbows and your butt and everything and and uh you have to really um i find exaggerate the movements do them repetitively and so that they just become subconscious and that's something i've not really done enough of i'm 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 gonna cut it down to brass tacks here we just spent two hours outside um Really starting from scratch in the dirt, I've never ridden dirt before. At the end of this, we were doing some very, very technical training. June is a consummate teacher. His technique for teaching is wonderful. And the thing I enjoy the most is seeing the joy you get from your students achieving. It's great. Um, I had such a good time. And in fact, I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm, buying, I'm buying a dirt bike on Monday. Yes. What kind? You know, um, <laughs> I found that the 230, because I'm just starting out, mm-hmm. um, was a, was too much bike for me. I was very, very happy on the 100. Um, and, you know, truthfully, that little 100 would do 60 miles mm-hmm. an hour in the dirt. And that is plenty. 125. Yeah. Oh, it was 125. Yeah. That'll do 60 yes. miles an hour in dirt. And that is plenty to get yourself in a world of trouble. I like the power delivery. I like the fact that I could chuck it around and get the back end out. Um, so I'm going to buy a smaller bike. It may be a Honda. Um, Jim's got that TTR 125. I'm actually... Similar size. I'm going to advise you against it. Let's see if June backs me up. I'm going to say get something like a 230, 250, because you are going to grow into that bike, and those are still very easy bikes. Well, yeah. But since we have access to a 125, use that to practice technique, but I don't think you should invest so in that bike. Steal, in the... steal Jim's 125 without paying for it, mm-hmm. and then yes. when I'm done with it and destroyed well, it, give it back to him. There's there's a reason all of our friends have 125s that own bigger bikes, because they love to go back to those to learn and practice on. And that's the bike that you can take to the flat track and really try and... You're not putting yourself as, in as big of a risk, but still work on technique. Sound advice, June? Sound advice. There we go. There it is, straight from the his mouth. Look, um, this is a wonderful facility, and the biggest surprise to me is that it's not fully booked all day, every day. You can go from being a complete novice, and you, we're not going to churn out experts. You're not going to be an expert when you live here, but you're going to have a damn good working knowledge of how to ride a dirt bike correctly and build on that. Uh, I'm going to throw something in because we haven't said this yet. Where do people learn more about this? We'll do this at the end, but there's a website you can go to and learn about this. Right. So if you just go to the Honda Power Sports website, uh, we have a writer education tab on there. Mm -hmm. And if you go to there, it'll take you to uh, our page and it tells you everything that we do here. We do uh, street bikes, ATVs, dirt bikes, and side-by-side training out at this facility. Um, and then it gives you an option to sign up for those classes too. So there's there's uh, links within the website to take you to where whatever and, class you want. I mean, to we've got plenty of listeners in Southern California, and if you're thinking about riding dirt or you're thinking about just riding up, brushing up on your techniques, if you don't come here, you're a candidate for a lobotomy. I mean, it's that simple. <laughs> This is a wonderful facility. Actually, anyone down here in Southern California should take advantage of advanced rider classes. But also, one thing I was saying, even if you're not interested in riding dirt, it's really helpful to take a dirt class like this because it transfers to the street. Right. And as somebody who just... I was never anti-dirt, but it just held no interest for me at all. I'm a, I'm a street rider, and I regard myself as quite an accomplished street rider. But I had the whale of a time today. I was laughing in my... You saw me, June. I was laughing in my helmet. I was having so much fun. 
because I was using the proper yes. technique. And I wadded. <laughs> I knew I was going wadded. Rookie mistake going up a hill. I was in too high a gear. And I just ran out of I'm motorcycle. I'm going to say you didn't wad. Wadding, you have to, your butt has to be on the ground at some point. Your butt never touched the yeah, ground. Yeah, that was a graceful you dismount. You exited the bike. Well, I threw the bike into a bush and ran away. <laughs> How about that? It's like, I saw a bush, which was a soft landing. I threw the bike into the bush and just kind of dismounted and ran away. Yeah, it was ideal. <laughs> So I wanted to go back because um, one of the things that I commented on, we were really surprised to learn that Honda had this training facility, not just this one. There's four. Correct. Where are the others located? So we have this one in Colton, California. The next one out is in Irving, Texas. It's actually the flight path coming into DFW mm-hmm. is right over the facility. Oh, so okay. bet that makes for an interesting time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So that one also has an ELC. It's not as old as this one, but there is an environmental... Uh, learning center mm-hmm. in that one. Uh, the next one is in Troy, Ohio. That one, unfortunately, does not have the ELC, but it's got twice the street range mm-hmm. okay. and a dirt range on there as well. And then the last one, which is a, our biggest facility, is in Alpharetta, Georgia. Wait a minute. You have a facility in Alpharetta, Georgia? Yes. No shit. I used to live in Atlanta, and I had no idea. That one... It's got, we, I believe it's 44 acres of trail. So this is only a, a maybe two acres that we're working with out here on this range. Yeah, it's 44 acres. And there's, a, there's this cool old tree out there that's got a carving on it from 1896. Wow. So it's, it's really neat. Um, but that one's got a big trail system, lots of obstacles, lots of terrain that you can go through. And it's, it's pretty wonderful. So I did want to, though, let's go back to how this all started and how long this has been here. Sure. So you told us this place opened in 1988 or 89? 88. 88. So that was right at the time when three-wheelers were making the most power. Yes. You get a red rocket engine. What do they call that thing? The big red, I think. It was a very powerful two-stroke CR250R. engine in a three-wheel chassis. A recipe for disaster, I'm sure. And a lot of people were getting hurt. Not just on that, but on the Yamaha offering, yes. the Suzuki offering. And Honda stepped up and said, look, we need to open facilities to train people how to ride these things correctly. Yes, so that was that's how the, this training center was born. There was, wasn't there a lawsuit? There was a CPSC consent decree. Yeah. So it's an agreement with all the manufacturers back in 1988 that they have to provide free training for anybody that purchases a new ATV. I just remember there's a point where everyone's like, oh, those things are so dangerous. They're illegal. <laughs> that was the thing. They're illegal. They're banned. They're death machines. Well, you know, the, anything that turns yeah. and doesn't have a differential... You, it's a very different riding <clears throat> technique. And the thing is, once having done this course today, an understanding counter steering mm-hmm. and get the back end out, everything's kind of clicked into place as to how to ride one of those things. Because you ride it like a dirt bike. You stand up, you power on, and you kick the back end round with a loose traction and that's how you steer with them as opposed to sitting on it and trying to turn it right. and <clears throat> ending up very very hurt well jeremy clarkson and the sparrow taught us how bad of an idea yes. three wheelers are with a single wheel in the front but so this was quite a while ago so honda opened up this facility this for facility, training three wheels yeah and, and all we had were the street range mm-hmm. and just a flat dirt range out there in 2001 honda decided to invest again in 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 first-time riders and build an environmental learning center so that's how we got the trail system out there and it's made out of five ecosystems uh, native to california and i'd like to talk a little bit about this because as as we go through the 21st century and the truth is I don't think we're going to see it in our generation but the younger generation are going to have to fiercely defend the right to ride vehicles in Mm -hmm. um, the countryside of California Mm -hmm. and I think if we teach techniques from the offset of 
This is how you can ride an off-highway vehicle in a way that is kind to native species and in harmony with native species. This is going to really give us a, a solid platform that we can argue we're not destroying stuff out there. We're actually working in harmony with it. and We're being taught how to interact with it. So I'm guessing that was the theory behind it. Absolutely. That's why we like to get little kids out there, because we teach them from the beginning that they are environmental stewards um, of off-road riding. Right. It's not we're out there and we're going to tear it up and pop wheelies. We're telling them, if you ride this way, you're going to keep these trails open when your kids grow up, so they're going to have a place to ride. And then when it's time for our, for our political lobbyists to actually defend it, they can use that as an example. Absolutely. I think it's wonderful. Um, June, I'm so sorry about your bush. I didn't mean to smash it up. Speaking of the environment, I have a confession to make. Uh, confess away. I think I ran over a lizard. Ooh. Oh, you did? It darted out in front of me. Is his name now Arthur? <laughs> I hope it wasn't the Geico. Oh, God. You know, right now, his little lizard family, his wife and kids, are waiting and saying, I wonder if Arthur's going to be home soon. You know? I know. So this has been around, Was from the inception, was it also two-wheel training? Yes. So they wanted to make sure that we were able to offer two-wheel and ATV training mm-hmm. out at this facility. So you can tell that the width of the trails are 60 inches wide, and that's wide enough for ATVs and, and motorcycles to go, but not wide enough for trucks or okay. 4 by 4s All right, and again, I, wa- I want to go over the classes. So you got just the, the dirt riding is basically intro to dirt riding. Correct. And then you've got a basic rider course for now we're down the street. Yes. You have... Um, an advanced? We have an advanced rider course. And um, then there's another... Um, it's a ERC experience rider course, or the BR, they call it uh, ERC2 now. Okay. So it's it's similar to the advanced rider course. Mm-hmm. You, you can bring your own motorcycle, use your motorcycle uh, to learn out there. And that's what we encourage uh, people, because right. if you ride somebody else's motorcycle... When you get out to the real world, you want to be able to know how to control your motorcycle in certain situations. Right. Um, and to give our listeners some idea of cost, um, just let, let's run down some of the costs. If you're starting out, let's say what we did today. We, we did the beginner's course. So it's a five-hour course. Yeah, normally. five to six hours, depending on how many people and what the level of and you experience can, is. And you can literally, you can have never swung your leg over a motorcycle before, and you're going to be riding that trail by the end of it. Absolutely. As long as you can balance on a bicycle, we're going to show you how to ride a motorcycle. How much is that course going to cost? It's $180. And it's a bucket. That includes all the gear that you guys wore and, and the motorcycle. Can I talk a little bit about the gear? Because I know I mentioned it at the beginning. Um, but putting it into perspective... So we got crusty and dirty and sweaty and stinky. <laughs> we were riding through mud. We were riding through um, water. water. I mean, you know, the gear's disgusting at the end of it. What you do is you take off your gear, and there are buckets for everything. And everything goes in a bucket, including the boots, and everything gets cleaned. And June just said most of the gear's only a year old, but it looks brand new. It li- it's like putting on brand new gear. You know, you need factory support for stuff like that. So the gear is impeccable. Um, if you wanted to do, say, an advanced rider course, you know, a lot of our listeners are already street riders, so they might want to brush up on their skills. Advanced rider course, how long a, a time is that? Advanced rider course is a full-day class. Okay. Um, it. The cost is $175. Is that providing your own bike or using? It's it's both. So you can come here if you can't bring your own motorcycle. You'll provide you a bike? We'll provide a motorcycle, but we encourage people who own motorcycles to bring that so that they can learn on their own motorcycle. That is an extraordinary value. And the kind of bikes that you're offering? We offer all of Honda's smaller motorcycles mm-hmm. almost anything under three, 300 cc's and under we carry here so we have the the rebel 300 mm-hmm. we have the cb 300 cb 300 r cb r 300 right um we have the 250 l's 
Uh, we have the mm-hmm. 250 Rally. We also offer scooters. So if yes. people aren't uh, familiar with clutch and they just want to get their feet wet, they could ride a scooter. So we have the Grom, we have the Ruckus, or the PCX. Okay. Uh, and is the PCX is a scooter? Yeah, I didn't that's see a, a metropolitan yeah, P- out there. PCX is uh, 150, isn't okay. it? It's a 150, correct. Yeah, it's a 150. Very nice looking machine. Yeah, so good selection, whatever style of bike you want yes, to ride. But if you're riding a GX or 750 and you want to brush up on your riding skills, it might be limited value taking it on a Rebel 300. So come down on the GX or do it on your own bike. Um, great value either way. So it's not expensive not at all and not for what you personally get. i think use their bikes <laughs> well it depends on what you're going to be doing if you're going to be smashing into bushes well um, yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah, exa- yeah so what was your experience so, like um, i wanted to say i really appreciated that the way that the the teaching technique is that um the, you walked us through the whole the, the whole grounds, showed us all these different obstacles, um, the hill, the stairs, the the koi pond, um, you know all those things. Uh, then you, you went and just put us through drills on the flats and gave us all the tools, and then took us out riding. And didn't say, okay, now we're going to go do the stairs, or now we're going to do the no, hill. No, you just did it. You just so did happened. it. And what because happened? Because people tend to panic. and But you'd been given the tools, so now you're like, oh, I'm doing this. And your body just goes into position, and you get right. through it. And that that is the right technique. Don't let people think about what's about to happen. You just take them on through it. He took you through the gravel. You didn't uh-huh. train her for gravel. And you actually struggled a bit with the gravel. Yes. Um, and that was interesting, but it didn't stop you. You kept going. But that is something I was like, ugh, gravel, ugh, mud. And those are whole other things that um, I could almost see doing a 2.0 class sure. to really but what I But what I feel is that you've given me good, solid tools to start. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to build on what you've given me a great foundation I know the proper techniques. And what I'm going to do now is get myself a dirt bike, throw it in the back of the pickup truck, go to Hollister with all my friends. And throw it in a bush. And throw (laughs) it in a bush. Look for new bushes to throw my motorcycle in. The problem with Hollister is there's less bushes and more hills and cliffs. Well, hills and cliffs I've got down, you know. And it's it's the weight distribution. You're going up a hill, you're bringing the handlebars Mm. to your chest. You know, when you're going downhill, you're kind of pushing everything away and leaning back. That's great. Um, but when I look back at some of the stuff I did this morning, it's amazing. <laughs> so let's let's go back to this. So is this uh, how many days a week are you doing classes? We're typically uh, we're doing classes six days a week. We wow. take Monday off to make sure all the gears washed, mm-hmm. cleaned, bikes are prepped, ready to go for that week. And this is at every facility. Is it offering the basically same similar classes? Yeah, yeah, pretty much every. And do you have any idea how many students you've had over the years? So for this facility. In a year, uh, with all the training that we do, we get close to 5,000 students a year. So, um, 150,000 since it started. That's yeah. a lot of riders. Yeah. That is great. And for anyone considering coming here for it, there's some motels located Absolutely. five minutes away. So, that was really convenient for us as well. So, um, we were talking earlier about the kind of people you have coming here. It's mostly kids that are coming, getting mm-hmm. on the dirt bikes. And um, how many uh, people are coming here to who already are accomplished riders to brush up on their skills? Do you get much of that? We do. We get, we get a few classes, uh, our advanced courses, that people come in, brush up on their skills. Typically, we see these guys as the Goldwing riders, mm-hmm. um, some of the touring folks that just want want more experience and, and feedback from a, from the coaching community of what they could do better. Um, the majority of our, our classes are first-time riders, people that are looking to get their M1 endorsement, and um, they come here to take the MTC course, the motorcycle training course. And once they complete that, they get what they call a DL-389, which is a skills evaluation waiver for the DMV. So they don't have to take that test at the DMV when they're done with, the, with this and, course. you know, it, 
at this stage of the game, nobody should really be taking a skills test at the DMV. Um, it's not that the DMV are particularly bad folk, but it's going to be very, very hard to, to pass that skills test without training. So you might as well just get your training done and take it at the same facility. That's what makes sense to me. Actually, I really want to appeal to the people who have been riding a while. For, I think, all of us, when we started riding, there were no classes. Oh, no, you just got on your bike and rode, and I've got the scars to prove it. You just, yeah, I still can't believe to this day that the method was, go take a written less, uh, written test. If you passed, you got a permit, and they sent you off into the world to go ride on the streets and learn. And then when you were ready to come back and ride in a lollipop, you were then official to go ride at, yeah, at night with passenger on the freeway. Seems like, backwards, what? right? There was no skills given to you at all. So there's so many of older riders um, that never, never took that class. And by older, maybe any. I mean, a lot of people in their 20s, 30s that come by the garage. We go teach them in the parking lot, and then we set them loose. Um, I think that this is such a good thing that everyone should be looking for opportunities because now there are classes more and more cities more and more <clears throat> schools we know that z2 offers not just a track day but you can go do you know z2 um, just advanced writing right and there's no reason people shouldn't be doing this it's going to make us all better writers and i think it really is distilling down to that it's getting to the stage where there's so few of us left on the road there's absolutely no excuse for every single one of us who ride motorcycles to be the absolute best mm-hmm. we can be on them. Um, and if that means brushing up on your own technique, do it. Sign up for a course. Really think about how you want to project yourself out into the world as a motorcycle rider. You know, nobody wants to be an idiot. We all want to be ambassadors for the mm-hmm. sport. We want people to look and that is a damn good rider. Right. She knows exactly what she's doing. Um, we want to be that person. So, June, I wanted to get a little bit into your past. So what were you doing before you had this job? So before working for American Honda, I worked with uh, for the Motorcycle Safety Foundation and the ATV Safety Institute. So within those groups, it's, it's all actually called the associations. Mm-hmm. So we have the Motorcycle Industry Council, MSF, Motorcycle Safety Foundation, the ATV Safety Institute, and the Recreational Off-Highway Vehicle Association, which is the side-by-side mm-hmm. portion. Um, I started out as a region rep for the Northeast region. Uh, that's where I scheduled classes for the ATVs, made sure we had enough students and people to take the class. And... Um, we scheduled those classes. As I progressed in my career there, I became the uh, Discovery, Discover Today's ATVs manager, which is the media branch of the associations. So we try to get folks like you guys and media uh, telling them that you know the ATVs aren't inher- inherently bad. It's the behaviors of the riders that, that right. do the ATVs. Let, all right, let's just go ahead and get this out. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, whenever we go and we, as soon as we see ATV riders, we we kind of groan like, ugh, ugh, like (laughs) they're um, they're always going too slow. They're hogging up the path. They swerve in back and forth, and oftentimes it's kids that are so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. It's it's scary, and also most of the times there's bad accidents where people are life flighted out. There was an ATV involved. I've, we've even seen it just on the main road that you're some, like 50 mile an hour speed limit and somebody crashes an ATV on that. Um, but so I associate the ATVs with bad, bad riders. But um, I guess that doesn't have to be so. But why do you think that is? Well, I think the ATVs are deceptively, um, it looks easy to ride because. It's stable if you jumped on an ATV sitting on the four wheels. It doesn't take any special skills to, to balance it, so it's upright. Whereas on a motorcycle, if you're riding it, you need balance. And I think that little bit of balance gives you more of a self-awareness of what you can do. And if you do things wrong, there's consequences of it. The ATVs, you could just hit that throttle and brakes and just go and not even think about that stuff. So. 
there's that there. Um, with the classes that the ATV Safety Institute taught, we teach them that, you know, there's things that you could do to help yourself and the other riders. Um, you could stay on the specific side of the trail when mm-hmm. you ride, make sure that you're predictable. Um, it's same things that when we're out riding on the streets and if we happen to lane share, you want to be as predictable as you want to, to be for everybody. So that, Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it is. I think a lot of people on the ATVs are not as experienced. Yes. That's it. But that said, there are some people who are very experienced ATV riders, and they can be a lot of fun. And I, I'll admit, there are times like, I want to—I kind of want to try one. I want to try and like slide the rear wheels around and and really maneuver it. I They're think it could be fun. Pretty fun in the dunes. If you ever get them out on the dunes, they are. They are blast. until you bury the wheels. <laughs> and when you bury the wheels for the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth time in a row, you just want to be done. But with you it. need your paddles on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Helps tremendously. I know. I, I did do that, and I spent most of my time helping to rescue other people <laughs> whose wheels had gotten buried. But it was exactly that. It was pretty cool. Okay. So ATVs, so that's something you guys do here, too. We do. We teach ATV classes here as well. I didn't see those here. They're in the other container. Oh, the other container. And we have one more container for the side-by-sides. So, oh, all right, so that's your history, and it's... It's my, um, uh, I guess, uh, perception um, that this must be, compared to what you're doing before, this must be a dream job. It's so much fun. Because what we're seeing here, Honda's throwing all the money to make the perfect environment, to have all the, not just all the gear, the right gear and the clean gear and the nice gear, all the bikes, all maintained, all the choices, rather than like uh, riding schools I've been to where like, okay, uh, well, this one doesn't have a broken lever. Try this or, you know, you never know. Or everyone's fighting to get the one like trail bike. Right. No one wants to be stuck with all the rebels (laughs) or, you know. Um, But here you've got enough of everything. So I would think, too, that would make it such an easier job for you. It is. And when I started, uh, before I started working for Honda, I used to be one of the coaches that that was out here. And I've always told the manager that was here, I want your position when Mm -hmm. you retire. Because that was always my goal. Honda's been outstanding as far as back in the safety training and the first-time riders. most of the classes that you'll see is out on a parking lot with maybe a Connex box, um, no air-conditioned room, right. no new gear, you know, old clapped-out bikes for the most part. These bikes, uh, they're ready to get turned in. I'm, I'm re- getting ready to order new ones, and hopefully in September we'll have brand-new 2019 motorcycles in here. So it's it's Honda's commitment to be able to present the best possible... Hey, can, can I start. buy the bike I was riding today <laughs> when it's due? Unfortunately, it goes to a dealer Dang. pool, right. and then they buy it as a big lot. Right, and then, and then, then buy it in. Yeah. But um, it just goes to show, and by no means were the bikes that we were riding, they rode like brand-new bikes. Yeah. And the only thing that gave the game away, you could see a couple of scratches mm-hmm. on fenders where... Other people have thrown them into trees. <laughs> so, so I, great bikes. I, I have a question for you. Since I mean, the times are changing, the industry is changing. Um, <clears throat> what are some type of classes or changes you would like to make in the future here? It's a great question. I think uh, invariably that we're going to be seeing electric motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just the battery. It's waiting, waiting for the battery technology to catch sure. up. And as soon as that happens, I believe that the smaller trail bikes are going to be replaced by, um, and this is just mm-hmm. me speaking, by, by uh, battery-operated motorcycles. Um, that's going to make it av- um, the availability for sites to open up because you won't have the pollution or the noise level right. anymore. So we could you know, possibly go into downtown LA hopefully and do a class out there without interrupting right. um, anybody with the pollution or the noise of and you know that's going to dovetail so well into what we were talking about about the environmental concerns about when we're out on trails like Hollister as we go through the 21st century and, and noise pollution and exhaust pipe pollution as clean as Hondas are now is going to become a concern yes. if you say well then here's an electric motorcycle it makes 
no noise. It makes no pollution. Right. Um, not only is it great for training, but we're going to find facilities opening up to us that we can ride as riders. But existing facilities like Hollister, they're not going to get shut down mm-hmm. over right. environmental right. concerns. So it's really going to be a lifeline for us as yeah. we go through this century. And in the future, I could see you know how we have skate parks now that's pretty mm-hmm. dominant in most cities. I could see us having an off-highway park without any noise or pollution because it'll be just like the skate parks. Full disclosure, we bought some electric mini bikes and set up a racetrack in the back of Jim's yard and had a party. (laughs) They are pretty hokey. Because the neighbors wouldn't complain. Right. And you could do that, even though there's houses right nearby. So there is something to that. But I'm glad to hear that you guys are looking to the future and electric because that is a completely different riding technique as well with clutchless. Um, Would you consider bringing out some of the bigger bikes, like the Africa Twins here? Yeah, so MSF has been um, working on an adventure bike school, Mm. and we've pilot tested that class here. Great. And hopefully in the future we'll be able to offer that. One of the things that I was asking corporate to do is if we could take our small bikes and actually, you know, a lot of people say, all right, I've taken this class once, twice. What's next? Right. And they don't quite want to invest in uh, a truck, right. a motorcycle or a trailer, and then haul it out and find a place to ride and figure them that out themselves. So I'd like to get a small trailer and actually take people out, oh. lead in a chase. And that's when you get the aha moments. And this is the nice thing about this facility is we have the flat range that you guys worked on, but then when we take you out on the trails, I see the light bulbs go off, and aha, this is why I was leaning this way, or this is why I blip throttle to get over, you know, a certain obstacle. It's just that's when things start to click for people. Mm-hmm. And if you take that on the real trails where you have lead and chase and you actually give them um, not just the trail riding aspect of it, but like, you know, when you're coming across other riders, you're going to give them a three fingers up. There's three people behind me. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to give them signals to stop, slow down, it's just learning more about the trails. And I think that's going to help people uh, enjoy the sport a lot more. Fantastic. So, Emma, you're hooked. Oh, completely. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm lost in it. <laughs> I'm lost in it. I'm diving in at the deep end. So what I tell you in the beginning of the class, you were, you were iffy. Yes. And I told you. You, I'm gonna be a dirt bike rider, right. and I am. <laughs> I'm absolute. I'm just beyond hooked. And pat yourself on the back, June, because so much of this, and I know I've said this multiple times, but it's just this enthusiasm, the joy you had for my progress, and the enthusiasm you had for my progress. That's really what drove me along. That was the easy part. You guys did the hard part. I had the easy part. Oh, tell me I had the hard part. My legs. I feel I've run a marathon. I'm ready for it now. Oh, yeah, the old jelly legs. Yeah, I remember that. What you need in here is a very comfortable motel room with a shower and a bed and a (laughs) massage. We need a masseuse. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. This is the only thing that's missing. Um, Yeah, this has been great. Absolutely. I can't say enough good things about this. All right, so, and one more time, tell people where they can get more information. But I think if we just lead them to the uh, powersports.honda.com. <clears throat> yes, powersports.honda.com, and you'll find the link for the Honda Rider Experience. Experience. Yes. And, yeah, I, I wanted to thank you again for doing this for us, coming out fun. on a Saturday. It was a really great experience to come here and, and to learn that you have these in other parts of the country yes. too so I know we have listeners all over and that was Troy, Ohio Alpharetta, Georgia and Irving, Gall- Texas. Irving, Texas. Irving, Texas under the flight path Yes. so you're going to see those I've, I've 747s look under, yeah, look down right as you're coming down across yeah. the freeway they have that viewing area at Dallas-Fort Worth to watch the airplanes mm. land there's a whole parking lot and everything to watch that, I've been there it's fascinating. Wow. Shout out to Sheila in Texas for taking <laughs> me there. Hey, Sheila. Yeah, exactly. And um, Troy, why Troy, uh, Ohio? That is a big distribution center for Honda. So um, actually, Ohio is a huge Honda company 
properties. So we have Marysville, which is yeah. where we have the R&D, right? And then Troy, Ohio, outside of Dayton, is a distribution center. Okay. Well, there you go. So thanks again. And um, well, definitely, I'm going to encourage everyone, if not here, find out where you can take advanced writer classes or a direct class yes. for the first time. The only thing is, just be aware, don't end up like Emma, hooked for life, and now you're going to have to go out and buy a bike and a truck. Well, I've already got the truck. You've got the truck. So I'm just, I just need to buy a bike. But um, s- stay in touch, please, June. Absolutely. And if there's anything new coming down the pipeline, invite us down. We'll make idiots of ourselves doing that as well. <laughs> you bet. Maybe the adventure school. Adventure I like school. the sound of that. I really uh, like the sound yeah. of that. that cool. Well, thank you very much. You bet. Well, there you go. What a great experience. Big thanks to Colin and June from the Honda Rider Education Center. Don't forget to check it out at powersports.honda.com slash rider education. And keep following us at motorcyclesandmisfits.com where we will share as we continue to experience everything we can in the motorcycle world. I think it's time to get out of here. Thanks again. This is Liza. And I am out of here. Cool, cool.